Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we are brought to you by, well, we got a sister station on TV, thecommonsenseshow.tv. You want to check it out. We've acquired a group of experts that come on routinely, like the guest we're going to have right here on the radio, Sam Arnold. And uh, they're getting you ready for what's coming. And what's coming is no longer coming. It's already here. TheCommonSenseShow.tv, most inexpensive subscription service out there. Like I said, expert guests. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're better prepared, you're going to make better decisions. You'll have a softer landing. Also, too, we're brought to you by what we call PrepareWithDave.com. That's MPS Food Supply. We're one of the few, uh, shall I say, storable foods that's still in business, still operating at full capacity. No price increase. Only a sale is there. Great sale on the three-month specials. We recommend you get to two years. If you order in increments of three months, you'll get a great savings. And don't buy massive canned food from the stores because you'll get sick of the same food and stop eating. Uh, This is diversified food. It tastes fine. It's high in calorie, which is what you want for storable food. So go to preparewithdave.com. And if you have the food, you better have the water. And we just did a show on Grid Down on TV with uh, Doug Thornton, former DHS. And uh, that's our glass jaw right now. And if the grid goes down for any length of time, how are you going to get your water? you got to scavenge. Well, if you don't have good water filtration, you're up a creek without a paddle, so to speak. So you need the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. But there's a reason why I'm the only vendor left in the United States, they're close to running out, and they have no chance of resupply in the near future, so you need to move now. This is the number one product. The research is at waterwithdave.com. They also, too, have not raised the price, and they also, too, have a sale. Go to waterwithdave.com. And then finally, if you're one of 60% of Americans that God has blessed and you have a nest egg to protect, this is your ticket. They have many, many ways that you can diversify your money, including getting out of the way of the Fed coin that's coming your way. And I don't think that this digital Fed coin can be totally avoided, but I think you can minimize the impact by being in gold, silver, palladium, platinum. Uh, they have a, a gold-backed IRA and 401k that as your bank begins to falter, well, if it's gold-backed, you're not going to lose it. If it's not gold-backed, you're screwed. Let's just be honest. So noble gold can be reached. And I recommend if you have a nest egg to protect, you better make this call. 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Well, our next guest doesn't really need a whole lot of introduction except to review a couple of things. He's a refugee from the state of Oklahoma. 
but it's not Oklahoma he's running from. He's running from the Biden administration. He sought amnesty in Mexico, and uh, he is a pastor, and uh, he has an organization called Gospel Gunslingers. We'll get into that a little bit more later. And uh, he is our Latin American expert. He knows the who's, where's, how's, and wherefore's. And there's breaking news out of Latin America that Sam's going to share with us. Sam, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Thanks, Dave. Thank you for having me. There's a lot going on. Uh, uh, some have heard, some haven't. It's only been in no, circles. we had to go to audio news, on this, so it's But okay. my friend Torben Sondergaard, who had come to the United States when he could no longer be in his home nation of Denmark so that he could continue preaching, he's three and a half years into his asylum claim, and the FBI, the feds, and the DHS of Homeland Security busted him held him without charges, and then they finally charged him with weapons trafficking across the Mexican border. It's absolutely ridiculous. This is nothing but a preacher. He's not even a gunslinger, like I am. (laughs) I hear you. He is in solitary confinement, and this is somebody who is known around the world. He's probably preached 60 nations. I've gone and met him six or seven times and been very involved with his movement. And the fact that this persecution has arisen against him, there is no safe place. If you're in America, understand you will shortly have to fight. Sam, before you go any deeper into this, um, what would be the motivation in your estimation for the FBI to make this unwarranted arrest? Well, they're devil worshippers. There has been a there's been a creeping takeover of the FBI, the CIA, all the alphabet soup, and every time that there's been an administration like the Clinton or even the Bush administrations and the Obama administration, the deck is stacked with career troublemakers. So just understand there is wickedness that's beyond our imagination in these bureaus. And the one thing that they hate is the gospel. So if you think, listeners out there, I'm a good American, I follow the law, I pay my taxes, I mow my yard, you're the guy they're looking for. You're the guy they're looking for. And that is why there's a huge ramp up in the rush of immigrants to the border. You may or may not hear about that, but it is there is a clear market increase. There is an intent to bring in ungovernable savages, to use Orwell's words from 1984, or was that Huxley and Brave New World? (laughs) Ungovernable savages from any corner of the world that they can be found or cultivated and then forced into America. Understand that these people are God-haters at the core. And so your very values that you are a good person and a good citizen, that's why they hate you and that's why this administration is coming for you and right now the mask is off it, there has never been a, a cleaner more person with a more public life than this revivalist Torben Sondergaard from Denmark and the fact that he's just been uh, thrown in the can is it's it's unthinkable and it's a shame on our nation where, do you know where he's being held he's in Florida okay and, and he's in. He's actually in solitary confinement. Yes. But There's more information on my website. You can go to gospelgunslingers.com okay. and click the YouTube or Twitter button on there. There's also a donate button. It helps me a lot. 
Quick, yeah, quick we're gonna we'll, we'll hit that too when we get to the yeah. end of this interview. But uh, uh, you know, as Peter Navarro was uh, held in solitary confinement without food or water for over 24 hours, couldn't contact his attorney. Uh, is this man represented by an attorney, as far as you know? There, he does have an attorney at this point, but this is a small movement. It's underfunded. The missionaries that spend their money going out and preaching and doing outreach. And I got it. Okay, things like that. And he's a refugee, and so it's it's a it's a serious challenge. And probably, probably a lot of other people will get a knock on the door. People that have done little home meetings. Listen, we're in communist China. It's the it's the cultural revolution of Mao Zedong all over. Again. I totally I agree. Totally, I couldn't. Have, I just did a podcast on that yesterday. You're exactly right on the money. Okay, on to the breaking news. Okay, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, who we've already really told a lot about who he is versus who he claims to be. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas has all but declared an invasion because of the migrant hordes coming into Texas. He read out of the United States Constitution that the federal government has a responsibility to the states in the event that they are invaded, but he did not actually declare an invasion. And then he ordered his Texas State Guard and his state police, local police, to apprehend undocumented migrants or people that don't have permission to be in the United States and to take them to the port of entry at the Mexican border. Okay, all that's been widely noised in the news. But there are a number of problems with what he has done. And and so what the president of Mexico said is he said this is a campaign stunt because Abbott's running for governor again this year. And he wants to act like he's being strong on the border and this and that. But Abbott has not reached out to the central government of Mexico. There, there's there been nothing, uh, nothing's reached me about him addressing this with the central government of Mexico. He has tried to gerrymander and work with corrupt governors in the north of Mexico where all the cartel strongholds are uh, you know, that do the trafficking. There are some grower areas and other importation areas further down in the mountains of Mexico. But in the border states, Governor Abbott has reached out to the governors, including the ringleader of them all, Governor Cabeza de Vaca. Now, we've covered that in many previous episodes. The Governor Cabeza de Vaca is still very, very busy trying to uh, push migrants up against the Texas border. And so, this is a stunt. It's a stunt that Abbott has done to try to look like he's been a strong leader in this hour, when really, uh, I believe he's thick as thieves with the Bush family and their... I, I, agree, I agree with what you're saying, Sam, and I, but I'd like to bring a little bit more to the table on this, because I think there's an overarching variable here. It's called the GOP agenda for the 2023 Texas legislature where they're making it a primary emphasis to vote on secession from the union and Abbott is working on secession from the union too but he's not doing it on behalf of Texas he's doing it on behalf of himself in these northern states can you review that briefly I know we've covered that in past shows but can you review that because his secession is different than the GOP secession of Texas. Right. And this is what the 
Republican side of the aisle has always tried to do wrong is they talk about American ideals, talk about free enterprise, but this is where banana republics come from, is from wealthy Republicans. And there is an intent to set up a banana republic, a false representative government from Texas and perhaps some southern U.S. states and the northern states of Mexico. So there is a there's a an ongoing treason against the president of Mexico where certain members of the old Mexican government, the old good old boys club and smoke filled room and what they call the dedazo, the hand selection of who will succeed in, in office, including the presidency, although there's uh, supposedly elections. So there there's a plan to make a new nation out of Texas. The northern states of Mexico, Tamaulipas, Nuevo León, Coahuila, Sonora. They can't get to Baja California because that governorship is held by President AMLO's party. And so there is an intent to make an entire buffer nation along the land border of the United States from some U.S. states and some Mexican states. And that's what Abbott has signed on with when he met with the most wanted criminal in the entire hemisphere, Tamaulipas Governor Cabeza de Vaca. He's been stripped of his immunity. He has been the subject of so many court proceedings, and he's been his party has been voted out. But he's still in charge. He's still in power right now. He has not been arrested, and it's a very dangerous situation. And who's he best buddies with? Greg Abbott. And yeah. so Greg Abbott... Let me interject here, because I, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of the story because this review is critical to where you're going to go with us um when we look at um abbott creating this buffer zone if you will what's the immediate intention of this buffer zone of the four northern states of mexico by the way sam and i have published um letter that implicates abbott in this so the this isn't speaking on hyperbole this is not conjecture or rumor this is actually in print. So tell me, in your opinion, what's this buffer zone on the border about? To land foreign troops from both oceans is to let the Chinese in. They're having trouble getting in because their fentanyl is being seized at the ports. The cartels in Mexico, the, the cartels are, are losing control of territory. The uh, corrupt parties of the old government are being voted out of offices one after another. Right now, in 20 of Mexico's 32 states, the the driving force is President AMLO's party. So that only leaves 12 states that are split up between all the opposition parties. And so they are losing, and Mexico is becoming grande. It's becoming great again under President Andres Manuel. And so they're trying to figure out what to do and how to keep their dirty little alliances with transnational criminal organizations and communist foreign powers. Because, you know, the Chinese, they provide the drugs, they provide weapons, they, they provide labor and, and brain power and satellite uh, information to run these transnational criminal organizations. And what they really want is a massive beachhead 
in Normandy, we fought and lost many men for a very small beachhead, and then from that beachhead, our forces had to go fight to take over a port. Well, Sam, let me let me ask you this question though. Um, I'm stating the obvious from my perspective, but I'm speaking on behalf of someone in the audience. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time audience that may not be familiar with what we're talking about the chinese provide the fentanyl and uh, last week two illegal aliens uh, of an unknown country origin were busted in orange county at a traffic stop and they had enough fentanyl to kill 12 million Americans and the very next day they're released on their own recognizance Uh, in other words they'll never be seen again they won't stand trial Uh, that fentanyl uh, is it safe to say that China is 100% responsible for the appearance of fentanyl in America with their cartel subordinates absolutely and the fentanyl itself is made in China Aside from that, they bring in precursor ingredients for methamphetamine recipes and other things. But the fentanyl itself is made in China and is brought in. It's very compact, so they bring that into Mexican ports. But this is just their gray war. 
They want to land tanks, troops, row-row ships, cargo ships, troop ships. And so the beachhead that they would have if there was a secession of northern states of Mexico and one or more U.S. states to create this buffer nation, they'd have the mother of all beachheads. And they could bring in forces from both oceans. Okay. And, and both oceans would mean China and Cuba as well, perhaps Venezuela? Well, China has a lot of resources in Jamaica and in Africa okay. and on ships around the world, and they have the ability to move those ships. They have thousands of ships, and I, I've wrote on this. You click the subscribe star button on my main site, and it'll take you to my blog where I make notes about the Chinese maritime militia, about the, the specific people involved in this plan to create a massive beachhead, an entire nation. And the fact that Abbott is on board with this, the document that he signed, he openly met with the most wanted criminal in all of the Americas, Governor Francisco Garcia Cabeza de Baca of Tamaulipas State. And in the United States, this person is not supposed to be able to even travel He's under heavy, heavy, heavy restrictions, and they would really like to arrest him and him stand trial in Mexico City. That hasn't happened yet, and so who buddies up with him? Greg Abbott. Oh, and Ken Salazar, the U.S. ambassador to Mexico. So we're talking about big fish here. Are, uh, are you talking about the former up? senator from uh, Colorado? I'm not sure what he did before he was yeah, I think he ambassador was, yeah. to Mexico. Um, yeah, he's a, product, he's a product of the Gang of Four in Colorado, uh, the communist wow. takeover of that state. Uh, oh, yes, I, I, I'm real familiar with his antics. And he is uh, he's Colorado's version of Raul Gravaldo from Arizona, where anyone that wants to come here can come here, and we don't care if they're a drug dealer or not. Uh, that's who he is, and that's what you're telling me. is not surprising. I need to throw one more variable in. Oh, I'm being a difficult interviewer. I know, Sam. I'm behaving badly. But there's a big uh, event that happened yesterday, and I'm sure it caught your attention, but it was pretty obscure in the media, very obscure in the media. Uh, in fact, it wasn't reported in the mainstream. Uh, Nieto is under investigation by the Mexican government, for funneling cash and the the uh, assumption is bribery money nieto funneling millions to spain and chapo guzman said that he paid nieto a hundred million dollars to look the other way to his criminal activities and interestingly enough governor candidate gubernatorial candidate uh, beto o'rourke and Nancy Pelosi, I have a picture of these two with Nieto in 2015. You want to take that and run with it? All of it's 100% correct. And uh, Enrique Peña Nieto has been under investigation by the AMLO administration for years. And it came out in Chapo Guzman's trial. So this is sworn testimony in U.S. federal court that Peña Nieto asked for $250 million to protect the criminal syndicate during his administration, they negotiated, they agreed on a hundred million, and a hundred million U.S. dollars were paid to Enrique Peña Nieto to protect Chapo Guzman while he was president. And during the past years, when Andres Manuel has been in power, so Peña Nieto left 
and Andres Manuel took the oath, and Peña Nieto went to Spain. So he lives in Spain. And yes, this has been rumbling through the Mexican news that he was being investigated, that there would be charges. The Hague has said that charges would be presented in the world court in the Hague. They say La Haya in Espanol. And so there should be charges from a number of places, including international courts, against Enrique Peña Nieto. Yes, that is cooking. Let, let, let me take a wild leap here with a question. Most interviewers are like lawyers. They like to ask questions. They, they reasonably know what the answer is. I don't do that here. Um, is Nieto responsible for the huge Chinese influence in these northern states? The cartels and the Chinese are one. It's so okay. convenient to look at Chapo Guzman and be like, well, this is the guy. Uh, a recent news article came out where I believe uh, President AMLO said that basically Chapo had the power of a president of the nation when he was in his cartel stronghold. He had so many people in the different government bureaus that were protecting him, which is why AMLO has disbanded entire government bureaus. The federal police that were nationwide, the black police, Holy Negros, they were disbanded. And everybody that passed the tests was integrated into the National Guard, but many, many... Oh, okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense, Sam. The the 8,000-member Presidential Guard, which was corrupt and had become a slush fund and a buddies club, he disbanded it. You know, another interesting question that you asked me uh, in a prior interview was, what about AMLO trying to make a a union of American nations? Uh, That has become a very, very interesting issue. Yes. And... I want to talk about what AMLO said about Abbott, but also AMLO said that he is stepping into the power vacuum as the United States is in decline. And so Mexico being by far the largest and the strongest Hispano-American nation. You know, you look at El Salvador, 6 million people. It's very small. You look at Ecuador, 17 million people. They're having problems there too. Mexico has 170 million people, plus many uh, children of Mexico in the United States and other places. Mexico has very extensive mineral uh, wealth, oil wealth. They have very strong agriculture that is decentralized, and a lot of it has minimal mechanization where it will be redundant and resilient in the event of collapses. Mexico is a very mighty nation, and it's always, Mexico City has for five centuries been the capital of the new world, the capital of the Americas. And so for President Andres Manuel to come meet with these other presidents and say, okay, we are going to step into the vacuum created by the declining United States, and we are going to help you develop your country. We are going to... uh, make treaties with your country for economic cooperation or cooperation on migration and to prevent it not to just facilitate it and to help lift our populaces out of poverty he's stepping into that vacuum and that is what he himself has said so this is not uh, an, an attempt to take over the United States understand that Trump while he was in the White House, had a lot of deals with a lot of Spanish-speaking nations and the Americans, 
in the Americas to stop migration, to build migration courts, to reintegrate people, to fight transnational criminal organizations. And, and, and Andres Manuel was one of the people that Trump was working with. But now that Oval Office has, has a, a mummified cadaver in it, there is a need for someone to step into that vacuum. And the likely person to do it is the leader of the free world, the president of Mexico, Andres Manuel. You know, while the dollar retains some value, and, and people are, are now returning to the dollar as reserve currency because it has the most stability. That tells you how bad condition the world economy is in. But while the dollar is strong, America is going to resist AMLO's proposal to have a super American union because of the fact that the peso is worth, what is it, about 11 to 1, uh, 11 pesos for every dollar? Is it 20 to 1? Is it 20 to 1? Yes. Okay, so let's just take this argument for a second. This was my uh, uh, disagreement with the North American Union because then it was 11 to 1. And so back into the Bush administration, if we would have combined the monetary system, just America to Mexico, for example, the average American would have lost 55% buying power because you have to find a midpoint to bring these currencies together. And I'm not saying that negotiations would result in a midpoint collaboration, but just using this to illustrate, Americans would have lost significant money in their buying power with the dollar if they combined it with a peso and that currency that they then refer to as the Amero. Now today, I, I, I stand opposed to the super American state for exactly the same reason. So can you address that, uh, the, the, how, how they would handle the currency uh, combining? Of course, the Amero was always created to sink the dollar. Now other weapons have been brought to bear against the dollar, and very successfully. So we have the uh, sanctions having to do with the Ukraine situation. We have the runaway money printing of the Biden administration and even Trump and covid in fact, Trump knew. Somebody asked me while Trump was in office, Sam, why is the president spending uh, more money? He, his uh, his excesses, what do they call that? A de- a deficiency. Sorry, I broke for words sometimes speaking English. His deficit is so large. Why is that the case? And I said, Trump knows that the wave will break. He knows the dollar is is determined to fall but he's going to surf that wave as close to the shore as he can and so he used deficit spending to rebuild our military where we have a fighting chance against china and other peer nations which we did not before and here again on my blog and in previous uh previous broadcasts with you dave we we've discussed the weapon systems that trump authorized and got paid for many of which came online after he left the Oval Office. So his deficit spending was for a different reason. The Amero situation was before that in a prior attempt to sink the dollar. And right now, I don't see that as being anything like what's going on with Andres Manuel reaching out to other nations and and offering cooperation and him offering the stability and strength of his nation to help their nation and at the same time there being a mutually beneficial trade and uh, just the, all the cooperations that nations do I think that it's more like what Muammar Gaddafi did as a president in Africa he was trying to unite the nations around him and for 
Africa has this history of tribe warring against tribe, family against family, and then now that there's been the age of nations in Africa for a couple centuries, nation warring against nation. And so Muammar Gaddafi tried to stop all that. Hey, let's work together. We've got a lot in common. We'll have secure borders, but we'll be a union of nations. And that's why Hillary and all us associated troublemakers had to do away with him. And so that is really what's similar to what Andres Manuel is doing. So what's to keep the Biden administration from doing to him what they did to Gaddafi? Well, you know, that's kind of Abbott's plan. They've got their Bush cronies. Abbott is in cahoots with the number one governor that is in belt and one of my words is in a rebellion. It is treason about this subject, that there is an attempt to create a real civil war in Mexico and for some states to rip away. And so this is what the Bushes are backing. This is what Biden has signed on to by meeting with, being seen with, and signing an accord, which is all lies, by the way, with Cabeza de Vaca and other northern governors. So that's the problem, is the Bush family is trying to create this buffer state using Texas secession, hijacking that, and and, uh, the secession of northern states in Mexico to bring AMLO down. And if they can't defeat Mexico, rip off the northern part where any amount of Chinese and uh, foreign troops could just be landed in to attack the United States or what's left of it. Interesting. That's, uh, is there a, um, a meeting, uh, a connectivity point between the two? The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Texas GOP plan for secession and Abbott's plan with the four northern states of Mexico? There is a problem. Would you repeat that last thing? I just had a distraction. That's okay. I understand. Um, Is there a connectivity point, a point of uh, uh, intersection between the GOP plan for secession in Texas uh, with regard to any connection with the uh, Abbott plan in combination with the four northern Mexico states that would involve Texas secession with these four Mexican states? Okay, Texas secession is a great idea. Texas is the state that should stand up first behind a strong leader that really believes in the U.S. Constitution that stands for our foundational principles as a nation. And so the idea of Texas secession and then other states coming along, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Louisiana, Florida, others coming along, is a great idea, and it's an idea whose time has come. And myself as being outside of the nation, absolutely do what the founding fathers said was necessary from time to time 
and throw off the yoke of tyranny and unite because that is such a threat to the corrupt world order Abbott has signed on with this Bush CIA plan to fight the US fight Mexico so there's a real Texas secession movement and then there's a Bushite hijacked Texas secession movement which Abbott has shown that he's in on that's the problem I don't okay. know who's going to take the helm in Texas it's interesting but I, I can't believe L- let me let me play conspiracy theorist here for a second okay because I don't have anything to back this up but this is what my gut tells me that if I were in Abbott's position I would be right wide riding the crest of this Texas secessionist movement designed to separate from America but I would ride it and in the end days I would direct it towards the Mexican plan Ah, it's so dangerous it's so dangerous and the first casualty of war is the truth what are we going to do when the lights go out I just hope that there's a real Texas secession plan and not a hijacked one because this is the hope of the future of our constitution and our nation is for Texas to secede under a strong leader that's going to be really for uh, really for Trump a strong leader that's going to there is no DeSantis in Texas that's my answer you to and this. I have, you and I have talked about this and I don't know who's going to lead it maybe the president that they elected maybe he'll lead it once they stand up but I'll tell you who's trying to lead it Bushes, and they will steer Texas secession onto the rocks. If somebody wants more information on this, it's right on my blog. Go to gospelgunslingers.com, hit the subscribe star button, posts there are free to view, and there's an article on there that's now two months old, and it has matured and shown itself to be more true by these meetings of Ken Salazar with Governor Cabeza de Vaca and other things, that Greg Abbott's deal from governor to governor could hamstring Texas secession and make it out to just be a disaster. And so that's the intent. So another thing that President AMLO said is he said these things should be handled on, on the federal level, which by that he's saying two different things. One, somebody should have reached out to him. And I would just like to remind the world that your elected representatives in Texas are the federal level. There's Myra Flores, the new congresswoman right. who has brought bills to the floor in her first weeks on Capitol Hill. She has to run for office here again in just a very few months, and there's a there's a wave building of Republican Latinas that are running for those offices along the Rio Grande. Yeah, we've we've, co- we've covered that. Yeah, right in the Rio Grande Valley, um, there's a ton of Mexican women who are running for office for Congress. Yeah, just like Myra Flores. Christian women. Yes. I'd like to see a, a, uh, I would like to see a House of Representatives delegation to go meet with Andres Manuel. And that's what Andres Manuel was saying when he said this should be handled on a federal level. Another thing he was saying was that Greg Abbott has met with his enemies, the corrupt 
governors of the northern states. And that was the wrong place to go. So you and I broadcasted on that, but now the president of Mexico has come out and said that. They're handling this wrong. They went to the wrong people. They should have come to me. And so that's what we need, is the Texas representatives in the in the U.S. House need to have a delegation, go to Mexico City. I'll show you where all the good eats are. <laughs> and talk to Andres Manuel about what is the real plan for border issues and what parts of the U.S. government they are going to uh, endorse and what parts of U.S. government activity they're going to denounce and resist on Capitol Hill. That's all that needs to happen is Michael Cloud, who is married to a Latina and has a has a uh, Latino family, and Myra Flores and some other excellent representatives, some good red-blooded people in Texas. They just need to get on a plane, go to Mexico City, meet with Andres Manuel, and they will slam the door on the Bushes and the U.S. State Department and Francisco Cabeza de Baca's good buddy, Ken Salazar, U.S. Ambassador to Mexico. All of these people are working against both nations, United States and Mexico. What's the relationship that AMLO has with Salazar? How would you describe it? AMLO is three and a half years into draining his swamp, and he's got another two and a half years on his left as president. There is still a lot of swamp in the Mexican government. There are entire states where the old governments are still in charge. And uh, so some of that exists within the Mexican government, different bureaus, and a lot of it, you know, Trump said the deep state department. He, he, he was just calling a spade a spade so that we'd all know where the deep state lives. It's within the U.S. State Department. So as much as we as Americans in foreign lands like to think of the stars and stripes waving over U.S. sovereign soil, who's running it is the deep state department. The good news is there's also a few Marines under that flag. Okay, but Salazar is not a member of the Mexican government. He's an ambassador from the U.S. government. So I'm going to go back to my question again. Is there a strained relationship between Salazar and AMLO? That's what I would suspect would be the case. It's starting to look like that since Salazar went on record meeting with his number one enemy, his number one Benedict Arnold. Okay. It's That's very disturbing to me that Ken Salazar did that. And if you go on my Twitter, there's the picture of Ken Salazar with this cowboy hat standing there, grinning like a couple of Cheshire cats with uh, Governor Cabeza de Vaca. And, and I'm looking at this saying, what is Cabeza de Vaca doing in Mexico City since he's a wanted man and cannot travel and cannot leave his state? Why did he go to West Laco, Texas and cross the U.S. border when there was an all-points bulletin put out to all the Mexican immigration checkpoints to grab Cabeza de Vaca? You see, the, this is the Bush crime family, how he can get across the border, not show papers, not have his passport stamped, and meet with Governor Greg Abbott, and then they're going to sign a big deal. And the big deal says, oh... Uh, Cabeza de Vaca is going to stop all the Haitians from coming to the border. That's why there was a convoy of 12 or 15 buses heading north yesterday. All Haitians. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, and the uh, 
the so-called whipping incident, which wasn't with the Border Patrol, that also dealt with the Haitians as well, too. Um, and I think they're, they're sent to antagonize. Um, with regard to um, the Bush family, would you say they're on board with Abbott, and would you say that they have Biden's support for what's happening? Abbott played nice as a Trump supporter, and he got a lot of accolades from Trump. When Abbott signed an accord and met with Cabeza de Vaca in Texas, he uncloaked and showed the whole world his true colors, that he is a Bush crony. You know who one of uh, uh, excuse me, Cabeza de Vaca's big supporters is? George P. Bush, the Texas Land Commissioner. That's how he went and requested his Merida Initiative money to build his state police force, which, by the way, the word on the street in Mexico is that when the federal police were disbanded by AMLO, everyone who peed dirty, who had a history of taking bribes, who had a criminal history, who had complaints against them as an officer, they all went north to Tamaulipas to join up with Cabeza de Vaca's state police force built with Merida Initiative money from the Bushes. That's Civil War territory. That's what we're talking about. And for Ken Salazar to meet with such a dread enemy of President AMLO is a real stab in the back. It's a real stab in the back to our neighbor nation. We may not just be sending weapons to uh, to Ukraine in the future. We might be sending weapons to these four northern states to take on AMLO, who's not being totally cooperative. It's already happened. That's what right. Not being cooperative with the deep state and the selling out of his nation, exactly, and the theft of Pemex Petroleum. Yeah, because he loves his nation and he's putting his nation first. You know, another thing that Amlo said that was publicized about Abbott's recent activities is he said, "I will not. We will not allow Mexicans to be offended." And I think that Americans would misunderstand what that means. To be offended is to be attacked. It's not to have one's feelings hurt. That's a, a, a euphemism treadmill. It means to be attacked. And so AMLO stood and said that he will protect the, the Mexican workers. Now, not the cartels, not the invaders, the people who have come to work, that he will protect them. There is trouble coming. And just to refer to your question you just asked, Dave, Yes, Fast and Furious was about arming the cartels and the narco armies in the northern states that are against AMLO's government. And other activities, the Merida Initiative, AMLO wanted to cancel because it was so corrupt. And that's all about bringing military and police training and American-made military and police equipment to include aircraft, helicopters, bulletproof vehicles, barrette rifles, and many, many other weapons into other nations supposedly to fight drugs. And what did Cabeza de Vaca do as governor? Elect went to Texas, met with Sid Miller, the agricultural commissioner, who always has something to say when something's big in the news. Reminds me of the the, uh, Texas governor in Burt Reynolds' movie with uh, Dolly Parton. To a little sidestep. And he met with George P. Bush, went to San Antonio and went to Austin and asked for Merida Initiative money. And so 
The arms have been flooding into the north of Mexico to build this confederacy against Texas, against the really the historic USA, and against the president of Mexico. And it has to stop. It has to stop. If there's a red wave in America, and I say if because I think there's a lot of obstacles to that happening, but if there's a red wave in America and the rhinos don't proliferate, will they embrace AMLO or will they let Abbott continue to do what he's doing? I'm hoping, Dave, that not in November, right now, a congressional delegation comes to AMLO and says, all right, we're the federal government. There's a lot of bad guys in the federal government. There's deep state in the in the State Department. But we want to meet with you. How do we help our nations? What the heck is going on with this civil war business? Why is, why is your government not in charge in some of these northern states? I really hope that that's where the accord is made and that it's done immediately and not after another election. You, Dave, have cast doubt on the legitimacy of Greg Abbott's primary win. See, the Republicans of Texas primaried him, and somehow he uh, did a little sidestep and came out smelling like a rose. So he's expected to go right into the, the general election. So it's going to be deep state Greg Abbott versus a slime ball. Democrat, probably Beto O'Rourke. Is that right? Yeah, Nieto's uh, protege back in 2015. Oh, they're good buddies. Yeah, I know they are. What a mess we weave here. Um, I just, I'm wondering out loud here. Is let, let's say the status quo stays in effect, and the uh, solidification of these four northern Mexican states continues under communist Chinese uh, sphere of influence. Um, I, if I were China, I would provoke an overthrow of AMLO before I would do a red dawn against America. What do you think? Sam? Oh, what a shame. We seem to have lost... Sam here in the broadcast, and uh, Sam, are you with us? I'm here. Okay. Okay. AMLO has really strengthened himself, and in successive elections, regional elections, special elections, his party has gotten a lot stronger in the last three and a half years. So there was an intent to just keep Mexico deep state controlled. The whole idea that AMLO got in after having the election stolen from him in 2006 and 2012 is a miracle. And then he began to strengthen his military, strengthen himself, built the National Guard, disbanded the federal police. There's still swamp to be drained, but he's moving forward. And so, see, Cabeza de Vaca had at one point the ear of 15, and I named the 15 governors that he met with on my blog. So he had the ear of 15 out of 32 governors in Mexico. The intent was to just take over the nation. And now they have fallen back to ripping off the northern states and having those northern states secede and some cartel states down the Pacific coast as well. They're trying to get those because AMLO has strengthened himself. Uh, I wanted to bring up 
what one smart commentator said about Greg Abbott and his latest proposal to uh, deport, they won't really be deported, but to relocate uh, migrants back to the ports of entry. One smart commentator said, this is still catch and release. And then what uh, someone from the other side said, do you want 12,500 Haitians under a bridge again? Because that just happened a few months ago. Yes. There were over 10,000 Haitians under a bridge and in the USA. And so other politicians that are for the this limitless migration said, do you want to go back to that? Because that's what this is going to cost. If you just take those people and bus them back to the U.S. side of the border and expect that they're going to be processed somehow or something done with them, it has been called, it is still catch and release. And so, it's nothing but a publicity stunt. That's what Andres Manuel said. It's a publicity stunt by the governor. This should be handled on the federal level. And I, I hope some federal representatives of Texas come to visit Andres Manuel. Okay. I think uh, I think you're right on the money with your analysis there. That would be my sense. But I do think he's facing internal problems caused by the Chinese. I think there's no question that's got to be going on. I want to ask you about Guatemala for a second here, uh, Mexico's neighbor to the south. And we don't have a lot of time to develop this. But the Guatemalan president is trying very hard to be pro-life. And he is really attacking the Biden administration, doing it professionally and subtly. But no question what he's saying. Um, what's your take on that? the president of Guatemala? I really like uh, President Alejandro Giamatei. Um, he's a conservative. He There's a successor conservative government after Jimmy Morales' government of, I believe, four years. And so that's cool that they went into, you know, the, the pendulum didn't right, swing right back to the communists, as it so often does. And so, yes, Jimmy Morales was a good guy, and uh, President Giamatti is a good guy. He's the only one who sent his army out to stop a caravan of migrants with their guns up. And he said, listen, it's a quarantine. You're all getting back on your buses. And there was the army with their guns up. They had trucks, and they had buses, and they bust everybody back to the southern border of Guatemala. So this is the one nation that's really got, still got a conservative government in power. In neighboring Honduras, the communists took over. Zelaya was Hillary's good buddy and their man in Central America. Well, his wife, Castro, is now the president, and Zelaya, who was two or three times president, is the first gentleman, and their ex-president of uh, Honduras has been extradited to the USA to stand trial for drug charges. And you know who's accusing him? The 32 drug traffickers that he arrested and sent to the USA for prosecution. They're all snitching on him to get time off their sentences. And so this is just where there's a power vacuum. And for Andres Manuel to step into it and work with some of these nations is great. He recently went to Guatemala, also to Cuba and other nations. So Giamate is awesome. And when I when I uh, heard a little bird was standing in the in the immigration office up against the Texas border, and somebody said, "President Giamatti of Guatemala just rebuked Joe Biden," and the immigration officer's eyes popped out. You know, his eyebrows went up, and this person said, 
oh yes he said the immigration problem is your fault and right then at that very moment another immigration officer came up and said oh we have to process the Haitians and they both rolled their eyes and he said how many and the other one said three bus loads they'll be in here shortly so these are all the things you're talking about there's still some swamp activity that Andres Manuel's trying to get under control Giamate is standing against Biden and everybody's pissed about it that they have that one nation still hasn't folded and Guatemala is still allied with Taiwan by the way yeah, that's true. I've read that too. I, I, one of the things I'm wondering though here is why Guatemala and AMLO have not combined to stop immigration from coming through Mexico's southern border. I know they're not going to stop the ship offloads that you and I have talked about on the TV side of things, but what about the southern border? Why aren't they combining forces to stop it there? It has to go deeper than that. And remember, these are small nations with limited militaries. It has to go deeper. They have to build infrastructure. It's taken time, but Andres Manuel is stepping into that power vacuum, and that's what he's talking about when he talks about an American union. Interesting. Let's together. Let's share intelligence. Something that historic. You know who was doing all that before? All the heavy lifting. Admiral Craig Fowler, the head of Southcom. He'd go visit Giamate. He'd go visit the admirals. He'd go visit Naib Bukele, the president of El Salvador, and, and, and his admiral that is U.S. trained that he put over his military. So that's the power vacuum that we're talking about. And AMLO doesn't want to roll up his sleeves and come in with fisticuffs. He's starting out talking more with cooperation on economies, cooperation on transnational criminal organizations not just talking about repelling invasion and a lot of people would like to see him do that there has been an incremental increase in his willingness to go there but he's he it has been slow a slow temperature increase it hasn't been a leap and it's really not fair to expect all of these small nations to do all the heavy lifting while the U.S. is funding the opposition and the communism. So who's funding that? The U.S. and the U.N. and all these uh, uh, so-called charities, NGOs, non-governmental organizations. You mean George Soros? Well, him too, but the, the U.N. and, and the, the whole uh, cool kids world, the uh, BID, <laughs> the Banco Internacional de Desarrollo World Development Bank, all of them are behind this. And now entire nations are collapsing and their currencies are having problems. And so this could get serious. If you didn't hear, Argentina is now having revolts against their communist government, which stole the election. That, by didn't, the take, way. that didn't take long, did it? No, it's been like a year and a half. Yeah. But after the, or after the lockdowns, yeah. Mauricio Macri's party is on the streets. Brazil Brazil will be next. Sam, we're almost out of time, and I want to give you a chance to promote your site a little more formally than we have mentioned it in passing here as we go. But tell us about Gospel Gunslingers, and we got 20 seconds. Thank you. Uh, you can find me at gospelgunslingers.com. You can send a message there. It'll come directly to me. I'm looking for partners. I'm easy to find. I'd love to make friends. Please reach out. If you have a dollar, I'll, I'll make the most of it changing it into Mexican pesos getting things done well yeah it's uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> tax deductible too, folks. Uh, Sam's a man of the cloth. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us. Always a privilege and a pleasure to have you on. Continue good work, and we're going to have to do a follow-up of this as circumstances warrant. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.